News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board to the KOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. What are you looking at? so humorous. You staring at me. I stare at you every day. Well, not like this. Jeez, you're staring me down. What are you waiting for? Some information? No, I'm just looking at you as you introduce the show. I'm trying to be polite and listen attentively as you speak. What's the eyebrow? Admittedly, it's a it's a chore, but I'm attempting it. Why is the eyebrow up? Is is there some significance to that? Oh, all right. Well, we our producer is not here today. Well, but we have a producer, Kevin Hurst, sitting in today. So Kevin the, always did an outstanding job. The suit from up in the corner office with all the windows is here to talk to, <laughs> to run the thing. So uh, we appreciate that. So we used to get uh, just a, a, a fragment of his attention when he was over there. We'll see how distracted he is today. Are you talking about something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Yes. See, I rest see, my I, case. I feel the same way when Mark talks. To I was going to say. I listen when Joe talks, but I don't really hear Mark. Joe's the er, Kevin's the person that can see in the reflection in the transmitter glass in front of him through the newsroom out the window if there's a squirrel out there, and he still yells out if he sees a squirrel. Squirrel! <laughs> That's right. He likes squirrels? Oh, I know. It's an ADHD kind of metaphor. <laughs> what is that originally from? It's actually from the movie Up. Up, okay. You know, the dog. The dog had a little ADD, and he was talking there, and he goes, squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> so now whenever people are easily distracted and Kevin's squirrel. office has two windows and every so often he looks out and you know what happens. <laughs> so Actually it has four windows, two each in each pane. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, brother. Anyway, okay, so moving on. How many pieces of glass? Is it just double pane? Yes, I believe. And what's the gas in between? The gas? Yeah, between the panes. Uh, between the panes you give me? Uh, no, you between give me the gas, gas a lot of times. No, it's argon <laughs> gas between the panes. Is it really? Yes, just for your information. Where'd yeah. it go? Uh, it's still it argon, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a vacuum, but air came in. Air came oh, in, Oh, right. brother. All right, speaking of air. tell you t- where the vacuum is right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Our ratings are plummeting. All right, On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-956. We've got one good caller all set. Uh, you can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. And always include the keyword OTM. Hold on, Stan, because i got to convince you to buy yourself another vehicle. We're going to put Stan uh, in the new Ford Excursion, which is the biggest of the big vehicles. That Well, actually, the Expedition's even bigger, but the Excursion is next up. And this is a great vehicle. If you're going to be hauling the whole family, plus a trailer, plus a boat, plus the RV, uh, plus some things on top of the vehicle, and maybe a bumper rack as well to haul a deer around. Uh, this is a perfect vehicle. The Excursion, of course, it's uh, basically about uh, two-thirds of a ton pickup truck with all the luxury accoutrements of a passenger SUV all wrapped into it. It's an opportunity for you to enjoy safe travel no matter what you're doing and great hauling capacity, but it's not a pickup truck and it rides like a Lincoln. It is a perfect vehicle for just the right uh, guy out there who loves to hunt and fish and do things in the outdoor and haul big guns around 
around and uh, 50 caliber machine guns and other things. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you're that person or you are the woman that's got a big family, but you're going to be towing a boat uh, once in a while, this might be the vehicle for you. So that's the excursion, but we recommend you look at that, plus the expedition and the explorer uh, and the edge and uh, the uh, rest of the line of Ford vehicles, including the pickup trucks, and they too come in every side. SunburyMotors.com, the place to start your search for your next vehicle. they got the quick lane on North 4th Street, Hyundais, Kias, and Fords at Sunbury Motors, SunburyMotors.com. All right, Stan, we got that out of the way. Good morning. Uh-oh. Stan, are you in the background? Hold on, Stan, just one second. Go ahead, Kevin. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! <laughs> That's okay. the dog talking. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> well, I thought a, it was Stan for a minute. It's like a touchstone <laughs> now <laughs> when you're near Kevin. <laughs> He's doing fine until he sees the squirrel out the window. All right, Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Now you got full attention. Okay. Now, as far as, far as Fords go, when they bring back the Flex, I'll consider purchasing a new one. <laughs> Oh, okay, the Ford Flex. Okay, you like that little SUV-type uh, station wagon thing. Well, I'll tell you what, that's yeah, really what the... They work great. And that's what the Telluride really is, is a small, boxy SUV that's perfect. Uh, there's nothing small about the Flex. I own one. Oh, okay. Is that a lo- Oh, okay, so that's like a station wagon. Yep, 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 it's a big one. You can fit a lot of stuff in one of these things. Uh, but that's not why I called. But I, I am putting that out there for Sunbury Motors to get in Ford's ear. Please bring back the Flex. People like them. What's they want the ad- to buy them. What's the advantage of a Flex? It looks like a normal station wagon, but... You can put in whatever you want. You know, it'll hold seven people or or 65 uh, to 66 2x4s. Okay. So, <laughs> says the man who's I've probably... I've proven that. Actually, it'll probably hold more. <laughs> oh. And there, that left some space over and open. Okay, so that's the Ford Flex. All right, well, you can buy one uh, from Stan in a couple of two, three short years. But anyway, okay, sir. What else is on your mind? All right. Now, the Olympics start in, what, two, three days, whatever it is. And, you know, I, I, I'm asking people not to watch. All right? You can read about it in the paper if you want, but don't watch it. Don't give NBC the ratings. It's the genocide games. There's nothing that China does it's any good. They're persecuting people over there just for their religion and whatever else. They don't, you know, they don't agree with the Chinese Chi-coms. So, and all it is, the big shows think Nazi Germany, was it 1936? Basically the same thing. Trying to prop up the Chinese communist government. But Stan, the whole idea behind the Olympics wasn't for governments to be involved. It was for athletes to have a, a form to, contri- to to compete. And it was about supposed to be about the athletes. It reminds me of that, you know, suddenly we're saying, oh, it's about the governments. Shouldn't it be about the athletes? Well, it should be. But unfortunately, the government's heavily involved. Do you, do you imagine what they're going to do to those athletes when they get there? My understanding is they're taking DNA samples. They're testing them for COVID and testing. Who knows what they're doing with those samples once they're done with them? You know, the, the CHICOMs are collecting DNA samples from people from all over the world. So you don't know what's going to be done with your, you know, your samples. That's for one thing. Well, what but, could you be know, done? They, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be rewarded with an international stage when they're persecuting people in, in concentration camps. Well, I agree with that, but it wasn't the athletes' fault. It was the AOC's fault. They gave the games to uh, Beijing, and I think Beijing was the only country IOC. that wanted them. Uh, the IOC, I'm sorry, International Olympic Committee. Yeah. Well, 
and they should be put out of business too. All right, some of the, some that needs to be completely overdone, redone too, because first, <laughs> there's winter games. It's going from my understanding, it's going to be a 100 percent artificial snow. All right, they have no snow, no natural snow there, so I'm not sure. You know, I've never been to Beijing, so I can't say what the topography of the place is. How far out do they have to go to get the mountains for the skiing events and all that? But irregardless, they shouldn't be rewarded for their actions. But that's what's going to happen. So that's that's all I'm going to say. People can make up their own decision. I won't be watching. Well, Stan, now, and I think you're going to be joined by a lot of people. I think what happened was they awarded the games, and a lot of folks are doing what uh, what I argued and what uh, Joe just argued. They're going to focus on the athletics. But as we get closer, maybe as we know more, as we think of, you know, how did the uh, uh, coronavirus get out of China if it was in a lab? That's weighing on people's minds. And I think a lot of people weren't really super informed on the human rights abuses that take place in China just on a daily basis, but you know, skip the Uyghurs or any other specific group or children or blacks or transgenders or anybody else. Just to focus on, uh, you know, just the normal oppression and the way the government is run. I think all of that is really being talked about uh, now instead of back when the games. I honestly think so. There was just seems like so much revived discussion. And I hear a lot of folks say what you're saying. Well, I guess I won't be watching. I won't enjoy it. And one analogy I heard over the weekend on one of the Sunday talk shows, I forget which one it was, was that would you go to your neighbor's party if you knew that they tortured and abused their kids? Would you go over there and visit them if they were having a barbecue? Well, of course not. You know, you'd call Childline, maybe anonymously, and if they had you over, uh, you might just do it so you can maybe look for the kids or something like that. So I I think you are in very good company, Stan, with folks. What kind of a party is it you're not going to go to? If you're having a barbecue and you find out that your neighbors are very... So what if it was their child's birthday party? Okay. And it had nothing to do with the parents at just the child's birthday party. Well, let's not extend the metaphor. Let's well, no, just... it is. It is the same thing. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not arguing that China is a good place. I think it sucks, and I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> okay. And I don't really care for them uh, as the government. But I, I do think that the idea behind the the athletic competition is a valid one and a good one, and I don't think it should be. I don't know. Disregarded in this conversation, it, it's important for these young people who have given so much of their time and effort to train for these games. I mean, it means the world to them to have this chance to compete. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Olympics on any given day, but I certainly don't think we should let political considerations outweigh the competition. The game should have been moved elsewhere. Well, I won't argue that with you, but the, it is, as my brother-in-law says, it is what it is. Of course, a lot of people say that. <laughs> but, I mean, what would, you, what would you have them do? Cancel the games? Stan? Yes, yes. But they did last year. Uh, anyways, but Joe, your analogy—the biggest problem with your analogy is parents that are abusing the kids probably aren't going to have a birthday party for them. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, all right, are, do you think NBC, you know, the primary broadcast company in this country, will do a nice flowery uh, exposés on China, or you think they'll put in some Uyghur that they're? Uh, having concentration camps. I know what I think they'll do. There'll be nothing about it on their broadcast. Well, you don't have to look much further than... they're there for the dollars. You don't have to look much further than the NBA to see what what happens when money outweighs ethics. I mean, they, they they certainly have been kowtowing to the Chinese just because they have so much money invested in it. Yep, yep. Chinese Hollywood. I mean, the NBA Hollywood, full host of them, so... 
<laughs> well, wait and see. They're, they're, they're going to have. But how about joke. those Canadian truckers? All right. Go can, Canadian truckers. Right. Anyways, have a great day. Well, I say, Jesse, you may want to respond to our friend Tom, who says, I will be watching the games but not paying any attention to Stan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom Tom doesn't pay attention to anything except Tom and his leftist oh, buddies. On. They're running the White House. There so, you go. That's the know, bigger Tom, person. Tom emerging. needs to rethink his thinking. So All right. good for Tom. He's yeah. got Have a great day. Stinking thinking, right? <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Our producer sends us a note. To Joe in the box. Said there. they will be using 100% of the snow from snow machines. The temperatures are ideal for making snow. It can be faster, too. The main main reason for Beijing is reusing the venues from the 08 Summer Games. Oh, oh, main reason yeah. for Beijing is reusing the uh, they're reusing facilities. And do they, uh, I, I think they've had too little snow overall. I wonder if the Winter Olympics are threatened because of our warming planet. Are there, you know, other venues that always have so plenty of snow? So eventually it'll be, all the Winter Games will be held in Antarctica. No, I just think they'll be held indoors. You know, we'll just have to develop methods of well, making many of artificial them are. snow. The skating events right, are all but indoors. not the downhill ski and the jump. They'll have to come up with a big dome and put them under the... Uh, um, oh, you've got to get your a, global a warming in there, don't you, buddy? <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's too warm to make snow, that would... But as our producer just team. told us, it's not too warm to make snow. It's ideal conditions it's too, for making it's too snow. warm to snow. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. we got lots going on in the world that on which we can comment. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, we had the Democrats in Harrisburg had a committee meeting and endorsed Josh Shapiro for governor, but couldn't come up with the two-thirds needed to endorse Connor Lamb or anyone else for the U.S. Senate race. And uh, let's see, Republicans. Republicans uh, couldn't come up with a clear victor in their endorsements too. But they, we, you know, we talked about the individual that came to the doc, none of whom were Dr. Oz. So um, I'm endorsing Dr. Oh, Oz. Oh, you are right. Yeah, you're you're a big fan. <laughs> so uh, yeah, as long as long as you put party over principle, Dr. Oz is your man. Um, All right. What, what principle else? is it that we're sacrificing if we choose Dr. Oz? Just we, out of curiosity. Having a Pennsylvania U.S. Senate. Oh, come <laughs> a on. Senator. He lives uh, here. He does. He's fulfilled all the legal obligations. Right. Oh, yeah. Legally, he's okay. But carpetbagging is not illegal. It's just So, not. in other words, what is it that makes a pure Pennsylvanian a better candidate for the United States Senate? All right. Let's see. What and else? what define a pure Pennsylvanian? We have President uh, Trump over the weekend said that uh, if You're he finds You're not answering out, my question. If he finds out, I'm just trying to list possible topics. If he finds out uh, that any of the individuals, if he's reelected and he finds out that any of the individuals, hundreds and hundreds of them who've been arrested, are treated unfairly, he will pardon them. Oh, no, them. he said they are being treated unfairly. Right, but I, I think he couched it a tiny bit saying there'd be some examination before a pardon. He's not going to pardon all 700. That's the end of that. Uh, at least he didn't say that. He may be planning it during my campaign said, in that quote, manner. They're being treated very unfairly, unquote. In his view. Okay, so uh, that that's kind of out there. And let's see, President Biden was in Pittsburgh. John Fetterman was there, too. After initially saying he would not go, he did go. And he was wearing some of his very nicest gym shorts while he was oh, there. Oh, that's good. And a pretty decent-looking ball cap. So he was he dressed up for the occasion. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we got to talk Bridge about Collapse. Neil Young pulling his music. And Joni Mitchell pulling yeah, their music from Spotify. And who's the latest one? Nils Lofgren? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, but supposedly today. there are others who are, might be involved with it, including um, Foo Fighters, which would be a big problem, I think, okay. for Spotify. All right, Tom, you are on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Please go right ahead. 
Yeah, Joe says he he's, uh, likes Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz, he's going to vote for Mehmet Oz. Mehmet yep. Oz, how do you say his name? Mehmet. Mehmet? Mm-hmm. Well, did you see the ad on TV? You know, he owns this ass plunge tree service. Oh, I think you mispronounced that name. It's I don't Asplund. know how to say it, but Asplund. they're large trucks with black lettering. Right. How do you say it? They Asplund. trim trees. Oh, okay. He made he it sound that. okay. So and he has been he has been fined so many times for hiring and rehiring illegal people that he set a record of ninety five million dollars that he had to pay ICE for for hi, for hiring all these illegals to work for his company. Well, Tom, you're always in favor of these people coming across the border. Don't you want them to work? No, I'm, I'm now, Joe. Don't change, don't change it up here now. You still want to vote for a guy like that. Is that the guy you want to vote for? Yeah, why not? He's a doctor. Look it up. Look it up on your computer. So what? There are a lot of people in business who do who hire illegals these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. And why does yeah, that disqualify okay. him? He was fined $95 million over the years because he hired and rehired. Hired and rehired. $95 million. I'm surprised that hasn't made more headlines. That's a lot of money. Look it up on your computer. You always look it up when somebody calls up and says you something you don't believe. Look it up. I'm looking. Okay. Well, no, go ahead. Keep keep talking. I'm not <laughs> well, what did you say? Did you look it up? Well, I, that takes time to type Tom, it in. Tom, hold on. i got to take a break. I'm going to take <laughs> a right. break while he looks it up, and you stand by. we got another calling in. Well, I'm going to go ahead. That's all I wanted to say anyway. Okay. Look it up. Thank Thanks, you so Tom. much, Tom. Take Always care. glad uh, to hear from you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Squirrel. (laughs) Kevin's going to play Olympic music all week. Kevin is probably the biggest Olympic fan I know of. Well, I checked, and apparently the Asplunt Tree Service was fined $95 million. But I can't find any record that Dr. Oz is involved with the ownership. It's owned by uh, uh, the Asplunt family, and his father-in-law is involved in it. But that doesn't mean he is. Well, no, he's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, why wouldn't the heart surgeon get it? But, I mean, for, and, for, for Tom to call in, he's always talking about false information, to call in and say that Dr. Oz was fined $95 million. That's not true. Well, they just want to call in and, and tell you uh, what they think. And if you find out the truth, lucky us, but most times we don't, we don't find out the truth, and so the misstatement carries. Okay. Uh, it's not a good way to run the show. No. All right. Not. Joseph, thank you for waiting through the break. Please go right ahead. You're on the mark. 
I was calling in uh, concerning the Olympics. I agree with your first caller, but for different reasons, not because of China, but because it's a perpetuation of the pagan oh, festival no. of the Greeks honoring the gods of Olympus and all the rituals and rites that they did to their gods and goddesses come from that festival of the Olympics. And it's totally demonic, and uh, Christians, <laughs> especially, the demonic not games. Have any part in that whatsoever. So Beelzebub's going to be front it, even in lighting the torch. So Beelzebub's going to be front and center. And the gods of Olympus, Mount Olympus. So Beelzebub's going to be in the front row, is he? Yes, sir. Is. All right. Hey, you don't understand it. You don't understand. Oh no, what's I'm, going I'm lost on. in you the don't woods. See the spiritual significance. No, I'm afraid are, I don't. Your eyes are holding to the truth. Of what the Bible says about celebrating or doing anything What's that the Bible came from say, pagan origins. What does the Bible say about the Olympics specifically? Oh, absolutely. It says uh, uh, they're gods and goddesses. You should not even make mention of their names in a matter of fact. Now, you have to mention them if you're going to tear them down and destroy them. I understand that. But it's, it, it's demonic. Paganism is demonic. It's it comes mythology. from demonic sources, from the devil inspired. Joseph, it's uh, mythology. Every god and goddess is inspired by Satan. We know that. Well, right? I, I don't know that. It's mythology, yeah, you know Joseph. That. It's well, mythology. Well, yeah, mythology is totally demonic. Well, it's, it's a myth. Bible. It's against the word of Almighty Yahweh. It's a myth. All right. That's Pardon? like saying Mickey Mouse is offensive to God because it's <laughs> people I'm worship him. I'm not talking him. about Mickey Mouse, but they make a God out of Santa Claus and different figures like that of mythology. But no, no, no. I'm talking specifically about the Olympics and pagan deities such as Zeus or Tammuz or Dionysus or Bacchus or whatever you go, Diana or Aphrodite, whatever. Okay. They're all demonically inspired. All right. It's a fact because it goes against our Heavenly Father. There is only one God, quote-unquote, as they say, and that is true, the creator of heaven and earth, and that right. is Yahweh. So it's not God. Well, his name is Yahweh. God, God goes, again, that goes back if you chase the origins of is it. Is that demonic, uh, calling him God? Is that demonic? It's taken away from his name. His name is not God. That's a generic title. There are gods many. Even Satan in the Bible is called the God of this present world. In Corinthians, read it. He's called a God in, in there. But most right. people tend to accept the word God as meaning as the Almighty. Yeah. I know they accept that, but that's not, <laughs> that's not how he refers to himself. Oh, you've heard him talk about himself, have you? Oh, yes, he's talked oh, okay. to me about himself. He has, many okay. Times. Oh, all right. All right. All right, we got you, Thank Joseph. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, he appreciate that. love my neighbor and love my enemies and, and do good. He doesn't tell me to go out and kill people and stuff like that. Well, that works out. Yeah, that's Your good neighbors for are grateful for that. All right, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Much appreciated. Well, that's why you hear the commentators afterward. You know, they talk to the guys or the women that are doing the downhill or whatever. They say, well, I went like hell down that hill, <laughs> and that's why. Well, Mount Olympus is supposedly where the gods live, but it's mythology. <laughs> it's not uh, what demonic. I'm sure the athletes <laughs> are unaware. All right. <laughs> oh, we read that email. All right. If Joni Mitchell leaves Spotify, she stands to lose tens of dollars per year. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, Nils Lofgren, of course, uh, people who are, are you, have you heard of him? Yes, I okay. have heard of Nils So, Lofgren. yeah, people who are familiar with music, the business would be familiar with him and like certain kinds of music. Well, now, but you say Foo Fighters. Well, that's supposedly, a big deal. Now, they're, now they're supposedly considering Foo okay. Fighters, Barry Manilow, 
Harry and Meghan, I don't know what they they have to do with all oh, this. Podcasts. They're thinking about it. And yeah, the Duke, they're doing They're Duke and Duchess of Sussex. None of that has come to fruition so far. Right now, it's just Joni Mitchell and uh, what's his face, well, uh, Neil Young. Well, there's uh, one hotbed of conservative argument that's on Spotify these days. Joe Rogan. On the mark. Oh, oh, we're on Spotify. Telephone talk shows Well, if they pulled, if Joni Mitchell, if they, uh, let's, uh, let's us pull ourselves off of Spotify. Okay. Well, <laughs> pro- we, lose, we stand to in lose protest tens of, of the dollars demonic, per year. <laughs> in protest for the demonic Olympics. Actually, we get quite a few hits on Spotify. Yeah. Every time I look at it, I'm always surprised. Uh, of, of most people who are listening to our podcast, and there's usually only about a couple hundred uh, most days, that's where they're listening is on Spotify okay. or on Google Podcasts. All right, but here's here's the deal. Freedom of speech is something that's important in this country. <laughs> Neil Young even wrote a song about living in a free country. Or that. Apparently well, he doesn't and, agree uh, with it. Didn't Joni Mitchell, did she do the song Both Sides Now? Or no, that was... Um, no, I think it was Joni Mitchell. Oh, Both Sides? I lived... She no, did, uh, it wasn't, big it yellow, wasn't Joni big, Mitchell. Big Yellow Taxi coming to get you. It was somebody else, Both Sides oh. Now. Oh, I'm stuck on her name. I'm looking right at her long brown hair. All right, audience. Joni Mitchell. <laughs> uh, keep on rocking, but ignore Rogan, says Kevin. <laughs> so, well, and I think uh, we'll have a more vibrant discussion about this during the 9 a.m. hour. This whole idea of canceling people because we disagree with them. I understand Spotify is going to put some contextual information uh, around the podcast so that people can say, <laughs> you know, the obvious. This is controversial, this topic. But somebody pointed out this morning that if if a year ago you had said that masks uh, aren't effective or this or that, and the whole thing has changed. What we thought a year ago, we don't think now. So why punish people for what they believe? Well, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. Is it free speech? You know, when when private platforms impose limits on people or impose no limits. It irritates everybody, it seems like, so one way or another. All right, we're going to talk about this more during the 9 a.m. hour. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Hey, man. Yeah, How you doing, man? Me. He's got his Spotify out. He's listening to old rock and roll songs from Nils well, Speaking Lofgren. of that, we had a tremendous loss over the weekend. Dr. Johnny Fever passed away. Oh. Howard Hessman, the super, actor who played him on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, which is uh, like the holy grail, if you will, for broadcasters. <laughs> For years around here, after that show was on, they called me the big guy. <laughs> mm, okay, and the Mary Tyler Moore show also gave you a glimpse inside a newsroom. Yep. He was also uh, really good on Head of the Class. Yeah, he was. Uh, was that late 80s? No, I think somewhere in that neck of the woods. Okay. Those were your formative years, Kevin. Good character so. actor. <laughs> that, was, that was. That was my growing years, I guess you could say. Unfortunately, it helped make Kevin who he is today. So <laughs> that explains quite a bit. Actually, he was, uh, in, in theory, uh, the first person to say booger on the radio. Oh, no kidding. Oh, well, on television. Uh, yeah, on television, television on the radio. Right, right. Really? Yeah, that was why he got fired from his previous station. 
And then WKRP decided to flip over to a very rock format and brought him in as the morning guy and allowed him to say it. Oh. Yep. Wow. That was in the first episode. Okay. Jeez, what a memory. Holy well, smokes. I, I love that show. I Les Nessman, the uh, Buckeye Newshawk Award, and the winner of the Silver <laughs> Sow. And could you ever forget the uh, turkey drop? <laughs> the turkey drop, yeah. I didn't know they couldn't fly. <laughs> Gordon Jump, he was funny as the big guy. He was the big guy. And, and just recently... Um, and I can't think of the name, Joe, but uh, Herb Tarlecki, the actor oh, that yeah. played Herb Tarlecki, just passed away in the last year or so. Well, Gary Sanders is still alive, I believe. And uh, so is, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer. What was her name? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and, of course, uh, Lonnie Anderson was Lonnie in that Anderson. series. That, she played Jennifer, didn't she? No, no, Lonnie, An- no. she uh, Jennifer was the... Uh, Oh, that's right. She was Gary she was like the assistant, girlfriend. Yeah, right, the uh, assistant right. PD or something like that, program right. director. Okay. Well, so much for reminiscing. Mark's bored. I can tell he's glancing down at his news, ready to read the headlines. Well, you are right, and I, of course I couldn't remember, but one of our good listeners says, Joni Mitchell did do a version of Both Sides Now, but Judy Collins made it triple famous. Okay. All right. No indication if... Uh, Judy Collins is going to take her music off of Spotify or if her estate is or whatever. I've taken my music off. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free line. And we talked about Dr. Oz a little bit earlier today, so we can uh, discuss that if you so wish. Uh, we have also discussed uh, today the idea that uh, Dr. Oz is, uh, his in-laws are owners of a tree service that was uh, fined, what, $95 million? Really? Related to employing individuals who are in I the U.S. I didn't read. I just said US. it was a $95 million fine. That right. seems like a lot of money, so they must have done something pretty bad. Well, it definitely is a lot of money. I can verify <laughs> that. Okay, so that much uh, I can do. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about today, let us know. Oh, the China Olympics. Yes, the Olympics in China. Uh, Beelzebub will be there in the downhill, and others are involved in that. So Beelzebub. We, Beelzebub, sorry. <laughs> Beelzebub is his son. All right, son of the devil. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five on the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com, and you can text us at seven zero two three six. Always include the keyword OTM as you launch into that uh, text. One of our listeners, incidentally, on the Dr. Oz topic, says Dr. Oz has close ties to the Turkish president and Turkish politics. It raised questions to many people in this country. Uh, and they gave us a link to an article. Uh, right. And so. Turkey, as I recall, is one of our allies. Right. Well, and he was in <laughs> the Turkish. In NATO. If he tells you he was a veteran, that much we know is true. But it Veteran <laughs> of the Turkish Army. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, he's not even an American. What's wrong here? <laughs> but he is. He did cross the border legally into the U.S. <laughs> he did cross the border legally into Pennsylvania in recent weeks, and he is perfectly legal to run for um, United States right, Senate. Uh, U.S. Senate. So that's what's happening. All right. Uh, some very brief news headlines here. A Port Treverton man was given a 10 to 30 year jail term Thursday for sexually assaulting two girls in 2019. Snyder County DA says 19 year old Timothy Berman of Port Treverton sentenced up to 30 years in a state prison, followed by five years probation. He'll be declared a sexually violent predator as well and will be subject to strict recording guidelines. Berman pleaded guilty uh, to sexual assaults of a girl under the age of 13 and another girl under the age of 16. Five vacant row houses damaged by fire. 
Meyer and Shemokin Saturday morning. Volunteers call just after 9 a.m. to South 7th Street. Crews from Cold Township, Coldmont, Mount Carmel, Sunbury, Shemokin Dam, Overlook, and Atlas involved in either the direct firefight or in a standby capacity there. No injuries. A regional women's group is looking for some local veterans to take advantage of available financial help. Karen Garris is treasurer of the large regional Seroptimist Club and said they're looking for veterans who can use some of the funds from the Ethel Lord Fellowship. Any female who is a veteran is eligible to apply. There's an application she would need to fill out and provide some references. If she's attending any type of further education, it doesn't need to be a four-year college. It can be a two-year college. It can be some type of a trade school. A regional, the women, regional Seroptimist Club uh, is available at seroptimistnar.org. You can look them up on Facebook and you can listen to our podcast page or Spotify uh, to hear those remarks. While the Democratic Committee in Harrisburg couldn't agree on an endorsement for the U.S. Senate candidates in Pennsylvania, the current State Attorney General Josh Shapiro easily won the party's endorsement for governor of Pennsylvania. The state committee met Saturday and offered their official endorsement to Shapiro. He's the only major candidate seeking that nomination. As for those Senate candidates, Pennsylvania's Democratic Party committee members couldn't get the two-thirds necessary to endorse one particular candidate. Connor Lamb was the closest. He got 60 percent of the votes. His opponents suggest that winning the backing of the committee is an insider's game. But Lamb said everybody's at liberty to contact the committee members as often as they wish. There's 350 of them, so he's been a busy little beaver doing that. Uh, the goal is to replace the two-term Republican Senator Pat Toomey uh, with a Republican or a Democrat. The Democratic field includes John Fetterman, the current Lieutenant Governor, Montgomery County Commissioner Val Arkush, and State Representative Malcolm Kenyatta of Philadelphia. There's so. a campaign slogan, Arkush for Senate. Okay, well, hey. <laughs> Sounds like a sneeze. Arkush? Are you okay with it? I'm all right. <laughs> Get tested. Yep. All right. Uh, finally, CBS News is reporting former President Donald Trump is dangling the prospect of pardons for supporters who participated in the insurrection attempt. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. He doesn't specifically say in what way they're being treated unfairly, just that they are. Well, it doesn't say in specifically what way the election was rigged, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't say exactly what the pillow man sees that the rest of us don't either. But uh, well, He's a victim of cancel culture. Oh. <laughs> Stores won't well, say he's all, all over Fox. You can't watch Fox yes, without no. getting a pillow commercial. No, you can't, unfortunately. <laughs> so, All right, 1-800-795-9565 is... You know, Trump should be censured for that. I mean, that's... I What's don't think those people are being treated unfairly. They're being they're they're being tried, if you will. They're being charged properly. What's unfair that they brought charges against people who invaded the Capitol? No, that's not unfair. You know, there may be some people there who were accused of things they didn't do, and certainly that would be unfair. But theoretically, I don't believe anybody's being persecuted. Do you? You mean held in solitary confinement and not well, being Well, no, allowed. I'm talking about anybody who, for, against whom charges were filed who didn't deserve to have charges filed. People who are completely as innocent as the driven snow but have been um, but abused by the system, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
There should be consequences for what happened on January 6th. Right. I'm not arguing Particularly that. if you were in charge of what was an attempted insurrection, the seditionists. I think there's about 50 of I them. I do not believe it was an insurrection. It was a riot. People who believed that the even election... Even if you were... Okay. Even if you were involved in... if uh, Let's just for the sake of discussion, if you're guilty of sedition, is that not participating in insurrection? Define sedition. It is conspiring and working and taking action to overthrow your government. But they weren't trying to overthrow the government. They were trying to stop a governmental process. Uh, no, I think they were trying. No, they uh, were trying to stop the count, the certification of the vote. Okay. And, and that's and all they were doing. They, did, they didn't have the, their eye um, on a new government. If they did, they were the most ill-prepared and loutish group of people you ever saw in your life. They weren't thoroughly prepared to do that. They were thoroughly prepared to riot. They used what was at hand, not unlike what the BLM protesters did in other cities where they burned what was in front of them. They threw rocks and stones. These people did exactly okay. the same thing. They took the stuff that was there. Uh, I don't think any of them fired a gun. The only gun that was fired that I'm aware of was fired at them. One time. And correctly so, I think, if they were violating uh, you know what they were told to do, and they were people felt their lives were threatened. I don't blame the police for firing. Sedition is conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state. Were they speaking? Uh, well, and is rebelling against the state in a free country is that the end of the world? How was this country formed? It was formed by people rebelling against the state or the established government. <laughs> Well, King Lawrence is here to tell you that that was the wrong thing to do. Well, yeah, if, if these people were alive now. today, they'd be telling us, you know, hey, the British are our friends. We should we should do what they tell us to do. Pay those taxes. Don't throw that tea in the Boston Harbor. Pay the taxes on it. Okay. Is sedition still a crime? Uh, yes, of course, that we know that to be true. The Alien true. and Sedition Act was one of the first acts passed by Congress. <laughs> Uh, words that inspire a revolution that overthrows the government are an example of sedition, organized incitement of rebellion or civil disorder against an authority or the state, usually in speech or writing. So when people said that Donald Trump should be thrown out of office and, you know, tossed out, was that insurrection? Was that... What was that exactly? Oh, no, that's free that speech. That was impeachment. That's <laughs> No, that's good free speech. You, you could argue that impeachment proceedings are seditious. Why? They rebel against the government? It's a government They're process. rebelling against the leader of the government, who is the government. But it's a government process. It's within the government, the whole system. So is our, our ability to protest. Once it turns violent, they were just as wrong as the other people in BLM and other the rioters in Portland. They were just as wrong, and they should meet the same punishment. The Tribune News Service is reporting Republican Senator Lindsey Graham forcefully disagreed with President Trump for saying he might pardon people convicted in the U.S. Capitol riot if reelected, if the president's reelected, saying they should be jailed and get the book thrown at them, said Graham. Senator Susan Collins of Maine and New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu joined their GOP colleague in rejecting President Trump's suggestion that the individuals, even if treated unfairly, are to be pardoned, should be pardoned. I can't imagine what political gain he expects to, to achieve from that unless the, the, his base is so fired up about it that it's 
beyond belief. Well, but I just I mean, think it's, it's part and parcel of the whole mindset that the government is so significantly broken that you have to overthrow it. You need sedition in order to to get what you need done. You need to throw out the results of otherwise you know fair who, elections. You know who he reminds me of, Donald Trump? Aaron Burr. Read some history. Read about Aaron Burr. Okay. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take more comers. Uh, Mark's going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. Well, uh, Donald Trump reminds me of Harry Truman. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah, just go back and uh, look at the record of there, and uh, it could be very difficult at times. Why, uh, your uh, Dr. Oz support, I, uh, I can't go along with that. I won't be voting for him, and same way with Shapiro. Um, he has some big backers behind him, too. George Soros is one of them. He's one of 23 at uh, George Soros helped get elected in this country. But I called about this... Uh, uh, the vi uh, treatments for uh, the virus, uh, COVID-19, I see where some of them are being cut back by the federal government. Uh, I see where Florida can't get the, the antibody, uh, how, you, how you pronounce it, uh, a treatment, the and uh, also antibodies. a couple other treatments uh, that have been effective. And uh, I guess uh, uh, Fauci doesn't like them, and so they're not going to get the, the material anymore. You're talking about monoclonal antibodies? <laughs> yes, yes, that's one that Florida can't get anymore, and same with Texas and I think one or two other states. And, and the reason they can't that, get them uh, is? Ivermectin, they can't get that anymore. And the reason they can't get them is? Federal government clamped down. They can't get the supplies. Well, I think what's happening is they are in short supplies, so the federal government's making sure that the ones that are available are being used precisely in the right indication, and some aren't being used in a manner that is indicated. So that's why. But it was a CDC recommendation. It has nothing to do with Dr. Fauci. And the CDC said you can't use monoclonal antibodies on uh, the individuals with Omicron because it doesn't work. Well, why not try it anyway? Because it's in short supply. Yeah, they don't want to, well, they have well, a name for it. Well, why is it in short supply? I mean, this is well, an emergency, isn't it? It's in short supply because the Biden administration bungled the production of it and producing a sufficient number of tests and masks and everything else to prepare for a surge. Okay, so they messed up there, too, then. Okay, I just, I just wondered why uh, these states can't uh, at least uh, place orders and, and, uh, and get, it, get, it, get, get it back going again. I mean, it saves lives. Well, right, it, gotcha. it, it does save lives. I mean, there's no argument about that. Uh, I don't. I think the the government has put so much focus on vaccination that they're hard pressed then to allocate significant resources to treatments. That's what. You, that's right. That's what I, I was. I wanted to hear from you because big pharma has something to do with this. All right, we got you. Thank you so yeah. much. All right, you Thank take you. care. You too. That. Take care. One of our listeners says, hmm, a president pardoning individuals who were participated in a violent insurrection sounds like Handmaid's Tale. Welcome to Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, another listener, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Unlike all the other criminals, they're being held without bail because they are considered terrorists. Uh, yeah, under some circumstances, individuals can be held without bail. But, uh, and sedition may be it. I think there's some other violent charges that have led them to withhold individuals without bail under these circumstances. Well, they shouldn't. Uh, whatever treatment they meted out to the other protesters in places like Seattle and Portland, the BLM protests where they set fire to things, whatever, whatever punishment they receive, whatever treatment they receive should be meted out in the same measure to the folks who took part in January 6th. If we're not going to tolerate violent behavior 
then we're not going to tolerate violent behavior. The individuals who were protesting and got violent in Seattle were uh, insurrectionists? Yes, and okay. if you want to okay. use that term, if you no, want to apply it the same No, I didn't realize that, way. but I do not know everything about uh, Portland or Oregon or anything like that. They were there to try and overthrow th- the this government. established okay. order of things, right? That's news to me. Okay, but I will believe you since you are an arbiter of uh, truth on this program. Although one of our listeners questions that, says, who died and made all these people guardians of I- all truthful information? I think he was referring there to the um, Joe Rogan incident. Okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I do have to take the promised break. Mike, you're going to be first when we come back, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Have you met the- There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you so much. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, hey, uh, Mark, you guys uh, played a tidbit of uh, Trump saying he was going to you know, possibly uh, give, uh, what did he say they were? Let people off the hook. I can't, I don't know. Pardons, pardons. pardons right. Yeah, and uh, he, for being mistreated. And you added a comment, I think it was, but he didn't say exactly how they were mistreated. Is that correct? Not in that cut. He may have said it in the no, speech. No, no, you said that. Oh, right. Yeah, I right. said that, yep. Yeah, you said that. So why, why is it important that he would have said that? That he uh, would have said that they are being mistreated. In what way are they being treated? Mis- yeah, unfairly? why is that important? You added that as, as an editorial comment. You, you, I don't know, was it to detract from the president? Well, no. or what was the purpose of that comment? That, I'm, I'm asking you, and it's for a reason, because I, I want to discuss something else. But see. I want okay. to hear what you about why that was important. I, I think there's a lot of people who feel as though they're being treated unfairly. And so it would be good to hear some of the specifics. He didn't list them in that cut. Now, he may have listed them in the speech that they're being treated unfairly, that's all. And because it, it sort of begs, okay, are they being treated unfairly? You know, we can almost scientifically determine that. We have our justice but, system. But over and above that. Refined to that point. If he's going to say they were being mistreated and the, the remedy might be a pardon, I think he has an obligation to explain to us how and why they've been mistreated. And it may be he spoke for an hour. So uh, there's, what, 20 seconds of it. So, so I'm in agreement with you, Mark, that he, he didn't say it in that cut, but he may have added it at another point. We don't know that because I, I didn't watch it, and I'm assuming you didn't watch it, otherwise you would know. But you added that to the narrative of Donald Trump. He's going to give pardons, but he didn't specifically say you know, how they were mistreated. 
and that's what your listeners heard. So I want to I want to revisit the uh, Joe Rogan Neil Young situation. All right. And let me just, before you do that, one of our good listeners has sent us a meme of, it's a picture of Yoko Ono looking at you, and it says, Yoko Ono has threatened to put her music on Spotify if Joe Rogan is not removed. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's a meme. And, and, you know, essentially, uh, the point I want to make here is that much of our news has become memes. Okay. Neil Young said he want, he threatened or he said he wanted his music off of Spotify, and that was the news. And you know, I listen to a lot of radio and I watch a little bit of TV, and I kept hearing that he is once his music pulled over misinformation on the Joe Rogan show. Well, I never heard of Joe Rogan, so I went out and I researched him because a friend sent me the three-hour interview. And I, because I'm thinking, you know, this is a good friend of mine, and, and I do what he asks. He wanted me to listen to it, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to see who Joe Rogan is. And I found out who Joe Rogan was, and I said to myself, well, I'll probably do 10 or 15 minutes because, it, you know, I, I'm not so sure I want to listen to a long interview that this guy hosts. Well, I started listening to it, and I listened to the entire three hours, and I thought it was fantastic. I was impressed with Joe Rogan, and I was impressed with Malone. Okay, but Neil Young said. That speech contained misinformation, but he never, never did any of the news reports say specifically what was misinformation, okay? And, and, but the entire country heard, almost the entire country heard that Neil Young had his, wanted his music down because of COVID misinformation. So basically, anybody that has an opinion different than the CDC is deemed to be misinformation. And to me, that is a problem. And I want to tie it into one other thing that I heard over the weekend. And this has to do with memes that we hear on the news that are narratives that are uh, taken as the gospel by many people, not questioned because it's coming from responsible sources such as the news. Over the weekend, it was reported that the University of Nebraska was changing the image of their mascot which I'm not sure what they call this mascot, but it had something to do with his hand gestures. And the hand gestures are allegedly tied to white supremacists. Okay, this this thing has been around 40-some years. I've been a football fan all my life, and I never once viewed anybody's mascot as white supremacists. Now, you could make the argument that maybe some of the Southern teams do, but a Midwestern team... A Midwestern team like Nebraska, with a stupid-looking mascot, they're saying the hand gesture is white supremacy-related. And to me, that is just another narrative that's being put out by the media, you know, the, the willing accomplices of the Democrat left. And, and the point is, for people to hear that white supremacy is going to be the biggest national security threat we have, the threat to democracy, it's in peril. We also have to do is turn on CNN to find out that democracy is in peril and MSNBC. And the bottom line is two things. They want to divide people. They want to divide people. And they want to paint anybody that is a conservative, anybody that's a Republican, anybody that voted for Trump as basically, I don't want to say subhuman, but a threat. They, they, want to, they want to cast people like myself with opinions on how I see things as a threat to democracy, a threat to the government. And finally, the last thing I want to say is after, what was it, they call it January 6th, the insurrection, a, a bill was passed 
billions of dollars to su- supply money to the capital, basically, intelligence agency. So our capital building has an intelligence agency. They're going to have satellite offices around the country, and I'm sure they're going to be identifying people who have different opinions, who have different things to say about the way this country is run as being potentially subversive. And and, and furthermore, they're going to dig up dirt probably on political candidates, uh, either mostly Republicans, I would assume. But, you know, maybe once in a while there's a good Democrat. They're going to dig up dirt on them to make sure they don't get in office. And the, the bottom line I'm saying is that guy who I don't know a lot about, that Snowden guy who is t- you know, trying to warn us about the intelligent state and how it's going after people to keep the people in power in power, I th- I'm starting to believe that that Snowden guy was on to something, and that's the way he had to run for his life. Well, you, you've certainly covered a lot of territory there. Wow, I'm still okay. stuck on uh, the the hand signal that's become racist. To that end, read what's in the yeah, panel. One of Jim. our one of our uh, our producers says Herbie Husker had an OK symbol with his fingers in the image. They are changing it to a number one due to white nationalists using that symbol in recent years. Right, you remember different so pictures the okay have the symbol, OK symbol in right. it. I think it still means okay. How it came to mean white supremacy is beyond me. I think the okay goes upside down if you want to be white supremacist. I wouldn't know how it to do it upside, upside down. You hold it down. You, you, you do the same thing, only it's down at your waist, and so it's upside down. And I, we're making light, we're making light of I this think. okay symbol right now in this conversation. But the reality is so. <laughs> somebody not. had to make the decision that we're going to get rid of that OK symbol because it's white supremacy at a major university in this country. It became news. And if it was, you know, if it came down from the top of the University of Nebraska, I'm assuming it had to be the president approved that. That's important. Or it was deemed important to society. But in, in my mind, in reality, it's not important except for the fact that it's being used to say, hey, some of those Midwestern states that didn't go along with the CDC, they must have got a lot of white supremacists out there because Nebraska had to change the symbol of their, <laughs> they're using their uh, mascot. The Herbie Husker. Well, is, shall we change the it. name of Oklahoma because it starts with OK? Well, and I, <laughs> and I don't think that the division, I don't think it was created to cause more division. I just think it's a symptom of our division. You know, look at some of the things that Republicans say about uh, liberals, saying that, you know, they, they there's that it's a mental health issue to be a liberal or uh, the things that President Trump says and all of his followers about people who are Democrats and people that they agree with, disagree with. I definitely think that maybe one of the goals of some of the remarks that you're saying that were saved by the media or people people in Nebraska or whoever, is to create division. But I, it is super bipartisan. It's everybody on both sides trying to make sure that they're on one side or the other. It has absolutely nothing to do with having a good country or good government or, you know, I don't know if you could ever find a moderate leader today. There might be one somewhere. I mean, it is, uh, is Dr. Oz going to be a moderate leader in Washington, or is uh, Bob Casey a moderate leader? I think the no, answer Bob is no. Bob Casey's not moderate. Right, right, right. So I don't think anybody like a, an Arlen Specter, who's a moderate leader who couldn't get elected, Joe? You, well, your we wouldn't know better. about them because they couldn't get elected. Well, <laughs> but I'm sure there's been some. But in any event. Well, I, I think that today I think somebody like Ronald Reagan would have trouble getting elected. He, he wasn't exactly. partisan enough. Oh, my God, yeah, because he, he clearly identified, and you can sit down. Thank you. 
Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> this is getting to the point. Anyway, but, I mean, he clearly could look at government and say that was part of the problem. And, of course, he said some divisive things. But this is a major disease in this country, and whomever's publicizing the corn huskers is just another symptom of it. They're not causing it. They may be in, you know, making a little money off of it by exacerbating it, but that's really, it's just the, the major issue. And look at Bob Dole. Our country's going down. He couldn't get elected and didn't get elected president. And yet he would have been Mark, a Let me just ask you this then. So, so I'm, I'm in agreement with a lot of what you're saying, but my point is this. This, this University of Nebraska, most likely the president, had to make the decision, we're going to do this. Why couldn't he say that we looked at this and we found 500 uh, sociologists that, that studied the public opinion and they all agreed that it wasn't uh, white supremacy. It didn't have any impact on uh, the normal people. So we're not going ch- to bow to this political pressure and change it. Because right. let's face it. You, you said that this goes both ways, but I just want to ask you this. They After the 2016 election, a, a member of the Democratic National Committee said that Trump voters should be placed in re-education camps. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, there, yeah. there's, there's another example. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thank we'll you, have thank some you. other re-education camps for liberals, right? All right, we've got to take a quickie break. We'll be right back. we got two callers standing by. One of our texters sends us a note, says, I happen to be a very large man. I'm offended that Herbie's being is a large man in the cartoon image. Ha, 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 ha. So somebody out there. Uh, And then a grace note. Jennifer was played by Lonnie Anderson. Bailey Quarters was played by Jan Smithers. Jennifer, that's the name I couldn't think of. On WKRP in Cincinnati. This is good stuff, baby. We got to congratulate Steve. Ten years. Yeah. And you realize in September what it will be for us? Fifteen. Oh, is that what we're coming up on? Right. September of this year will be fifteen. I'm sure the station will want to have a big celebration. No, we can't. (laughs) It's because of COVID. Oh well, what are we doing for Steve? We're going to have a Zoom meeting with you, me, and (laughs) Roger (laughs) on a Zoom meeting. Oh, okay. Well, Steve certainly has done a great job over those the past decade. So. Very popular oh my program. Gosh, yes, absolutely. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Who's next? Uh, Cindy. Cindy is next. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to talk about um, the proposed amendments to the Constitution of Pennsylvania, and not about any specific one, although I could mention a few, but rather the unhappiness I'm hearing from people that we should not be amending our Constitution. Um, and that I find very troubling, that attitude, that uh, we should defer to the greater wisdom of our elected officials and that the people should not be able to weigh in to make these changes. I see it exactly the opposite. The more times the people directly decide what way they want to live, the better. Okay, but the voters are stupid. Quoting a Lycoming County commissioner who got knocked out of office. He was a super commissioner. I can't imagine why. (laughs) Afterward, in his uh, election speech, he said uh, the voters have no idea what they just did. The voters are stupid. Well, the thing is, first I'd like to point out that the voters put him in office. In and out, yep. (laughs) They were were smart the first time and dumb the next. Yeah, perhaps they had buyer's remorse or perhaps there was not full disclosure about his philosophy when he got in, but his behavior belied their intentions. 
you know, there are so many issues here in Pennsylvania that remain contentious and that the, the people that we elect go down to Harrisburg and they cannot bring themselves to resolve these problems. So why not then put these issues before the people and we'll decide. And then we can all live by the decision. You can't say, you imposed this on me because I went and voted and so I agreed to it. Or I disagreed with it, but I lost. I you know, didn't put forward enough effort. Here's one example. The selling of the state stores or the wine and spirits, whatever you want to call them. Get the state out of the liquor business. I happen to support that. You know, I think it's inappropriate for the state to be in the liquor business, but the General Assembly and the governor cannot bring themselves to do this. Okay? Put it on the ballot and let the people decide whether or not we want the government to be in the business of selling alcohol. I, I like the idea that we um, set up districts across our state and that appellate court judges, the Commonwealth Court and the Supreme Court, be elected from these zones rather than them all coming from Philadelphia or Allegheny County. I, I like that idea. I believe that the central part of the state may not be fairly represented on the court, and this would be a way to do it by making the election, then we vote for that person for that district, and those people assemble. I think it would create a broader perspective of different experiences. I like that idea. We just elected a central Pennsylvanian to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, Judge yeah, Kevin Robson. Robson. Right. Right. I, I, I think we need, I like that idea. And then there's nothing, there's no need to be out throwing stones at each other. I mean, maybe that's what they don't want to lose is that capacity to stir people up and be shaking our sticks at each other unnecessarily we'll just vote on it now yep. the what i understand one of their problems is that we've amended our constitution and geez i forget the exact number spotlight pennsylvania has this something between 50 and 60 i think times since the 1960s all but six of those things have passed well good then isn't that great that there was consensus and we all agreed to do whatever that was? Now, most of those things weren't terribly controversial, I'm guessing, and now we're getting to the point where we can't fix these problematic things. And so this ends up that the General Assembly either you know, locks up and can't get it passed or they pass it and the governor vetoes it. We know that we have the champion vetoer in our governor right now. Well, I think uh, I, I like the idea of amending the Constitution, too, and I think it really is Democrats' fault for re-electing a governor who is the veto meister. If you have somebody that's supporting gridlock and nothing gets past his desk, then this is what you get. This is your own fault because the legislature has no idea or no option but to go directly to the people with these kind of things. Uh, Cindy, before you wrap up, do you have a comprehensive list of the various amendments? I haven't seen the full list of them. It's on Spotlight Pennsylvania, and I was just looking at it. I'll, I will copy it and email it to yeah, you. Send me it's, a link. Thank right you. now, the proposed, there is an extensive list, eight pages, although a lot of, it's a lot of text, right? So it, that's why it's that long. But I'm guessing there's 30, 40 things that people have put forward. One is to give a tax break to disabled veterans. Oh, no, we won't want to do that. I mean, you know, some of these things I'm reading and I'm thinking, how can it be that we have to amend our Constitution to fix this? Another one is just common sense. 
Right now, the Constitution specifically says that the judicial elections have to be on their own page or their own column in the election. Consequently, when they make the ballots, this adds all kinds of extra cost. And I know one election where people didn't know to turn the ballot over. Mm-hmm. They, they failed to do it and missed those judicial elections, missed voting. Okay. So, but in order to correct this, we have to amend the Constitution. Well, I'm thinking, what's the da in this? Put it on the ballot. Let's get it fixed. Well, the only thing I would say to you, and, and you know, the state is involved in gambling ad infinitum. I mean, everything, every yeah. time you turn around, they're authorizing yeah. new gambling. Mm-hmm. Yet uh, they, they hesitate to open up this, the liquor stores, I guess because the argument is there would be a liquor store in every corner. Well, we practically have gambling on every corner now, so what's the difference? With games of skills, you mean? Well, games I thought of skills, you were going to tell me you were worried that someone would propose an amendment to do away with the gambling. And I, then well, they would have they to would. Put, it up for, <laughs> put it up for a constitutional amendment prohibiting that. Do we really want prohibition here in the Commonwealth? Do I think we really gambling, want that? gambling to finance state government is poor public oh, policy, in my opinion. I, agree. I hear you about that, Joe. I yeah, but this weekend. You'd much rather tax everybody to death. But this past weekend and uh, two weekends from now will be a big boost for Pennsylvania because of uh, sportsbook betting on the championship yes. games and Super Bowl yeah, now available yes. on your six, phone. Six billion dollars last year. Right, that was amazing. I was astounded when I saw that. I don't, I don't bet on sports events. Just I was a fraction just astounded of the to see that. All right, thank you so much. Thank so you, I, gentlemen. Thank God for Five bucks in. says you might. All right, stand by, Chris. You're next. I'll take that bet. Hold on. Sorry. Stop it. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sounds Olympic. Olympic. Yeah, John Williams put it together called uh, Summon the Heroes. Ah. It's a piece that John Williams put together, and NBC uses it as their theme. It's well, probably the uh, satanic people coming together. Oh, brother, here we go. <laughs> all right, uh, what about the no, uh, all the left-wing no, politicians? No, no, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only people who aren't trying to divide people are the white supremacists. <laughs> In what way are they not dividing people? <laughs> and uh, I, from what I understand about Joe Rogan, I've never listened to him, but my hearsay says that uh, he avoids getting uh, censored by the, the private companies because he claims to not know anything. He's only asking questions. It's sort of like the, the Trump, you know, well, some people have told me that, and then 
goes up and creates some conspiracy theory or totally false information. Does he challenge clearly false information? Who? Have you heard Joe Rogan? I haven't heard him do anything, but from okay. my understanding, that's how he avoids getting censored by these companies like some other people have. Have you ever heard of the it's, Socratic method? That's yeah, asking, yeah, asking yeah. questions. I've heard of the Socratic method, but that has nothing to do with uh, it's asking questions. That has nothing to do with spreading rumors. That has to do with asking people technical things about their argument, and if you believe this, then then uh, it follows that. Well, maybe that's what Joe Rogan's doing. Since you haven't listened to him, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure it is uh, about the vax. No, he says he's so stupid he wouldn't even he say he, he wouldn't even take inf- inf- advice from himself. <laughs> he throws in once in a while, so that's how, that's how he does it. Well, that's called self-deprecation. Yes. And uh, if Stan is boycotting the Olympics because of China, maybe he should organize a boycott against Trump because Trump set up his uh, had his uh, website for a possible new uh, political party uh, he's given the business to a Chinese company okay of creating the website and it's a Chinese company that has had 35 companies withdrawn from the New York Stock Exchange because they were sham and shell companies that claimed they were doing all sorts of things they weren't doing. And that's, uh, that's, I guess, the type of people Trump usually operates with. Well, he has the right to, to do it. I mean, I buy so many I didn't things. I he didn't have the right to. How many things do you buy today that are marked other than made in China? I don't understand how that connects to anything I just said. It connects because I think that we, we have become so used to buying websites. things. I think there are quite a few American companies putting up websites. That's true. And organizing them. There's, there's certainly no lack of competition there in this, in, in this case. However, if you can get it done more cheaply in a foreign country, isn't that what we've done typically? Or isn't that why we don't have manufacturing here honest way, yes, yes. I mean, I think we should bring as much back to this country as we possibly can, and I would buy locally. And, well, if you're, uh, I was talking about Stan and his boycotts of, of the Olympics, which is also legal. Okay, well, I'm, I would like, <laughs> if I could su- su- successfully boycott Chinese products, I would do it. But I can't. And that the, was my uh, point. Another one is, uh, by the way, is that uh, Hunter Biden has made any money from China. He owns a lithium mine in China, according to one of our good callers. Uh, he might own a company that has some lithium right. That's the connections, truth. but I'm not really sure that uh, he's made any money off it. Well, don't confuse and me with the facts. Uh, Come the, on, Chris. the usually, yeah, the usual. If, just to look up fact checking money from China. Doesn't he sell a lot? Out. Doesn't he sell a lot of his half million dollar paintings in China? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, look that one up. <laughs> no. <Do> you? <laughs> Please don't. You know? All right, Chris, we're going to have to wrap up. Uh, anything else? Oh, what, anything else? Well, I, I somewhat agree with Cindy for, for a change about the constitutional amendments, but there's a danger there. Uh, the two things, uh, the, there's a danger that 
opinion is sometimes very brief, and and uh, if you have anything that can change change rights to minorities or protection of minorities uh, who aren't so popular and have them that put in the Constitution, that would be a very well, bad can you thing. Have and the election of judges amendments? doing it system by this become constitutional just by being passed. All right, we got to go, Chris. It, 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 but the problem is it, it sets up gerrymandering. All right. And the reason all those bills were passed by, uh, uh, vetoed by uh, our governor, was partly because the, the Republican Party was passing things that they knew in advance he would veto. All right, part of their So stick. there's a, right. lot of, a lot of blame to share there. All right, perfect. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Joseph, you get, uh, well, less than 60 seconds, but you get back on. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, you made it, one of you has made a comment after I called there about <laughs> Satan sitting in the Olympics watching Olympics or something like that. Uh, what I'd like to warn you about is you've got to be very careful because the, Yeshua says you're going to give an uh, answer for every idle word that man speaketh. He'll give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Also, if you remember when the Savior stood before Pilate and Pilate said, Are thou the king of the Jews? And Yeshua replied, You said it. Well, all he did was ask the question, but Yeshua said, you said it. <laughs> That's all and Joe Rogan right. does. He was right. Pal uh, well, <laughs> Pilate didn't make the statement. He just asked a question. All right, so you got to look at it through the way that Savior looked at questions and answers and understand things. In the scripture, it says if you worship idols, you worship demons. All right. We got you. We got you. We got you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Well, appreciate that. The Demonic Olympics. It's a new context that we haven't thought about before. <laughs> all right. I don't even know where to go. How about if we go into the Dan Patrick Show, which is next up on WKOK. They'll be talking about the Super Bowl. This is WKOK Sunbury.